let's start with me in seventh grade Texas history. My favorite class in seventh grade, Mr. Weed. Shout out Mr. Weed. Um, I learned in Texas history um, that when Texas was, you know, doing the whole becoming a state thing, you know, obviously Texas had their own revolution and everything. Um, and part of that revolution, part of the Texans wanting to be their own separate country at that time was because they wanted to expand slavery. Okay, I'm sure there was other reasons, but it'll make sense. But this is what I'm getting at. They wanted to expand slavery, which is also kind of why it was kind of a big deal admitting Texas into the Union when they did join the United States in, I believe, 1836. Um, they didn't want to add another slave state, so they had some other things going on. But this podcast is not about a United States history lesson. But one of the things is the, I guess, American or anglo Americans at that time wanted to expand West and they saw that Texas was a nice opportunity to, you know, um, expand their business ventures. And back then business ventures were plantations and slaves, but the Mexicans were against that. The Mexicans that were occupying Texas, um, along with other reasons, you know, most are like, hey, we don't want these white people taking our land. Like, I mean, and I'm sure there was other things going on. If you want the full in-depth analysis of what was going on in the country um, in the 1800s, feel free to do that research your damn self. But a point of contention between the Anglo-Americans and the Mexicans was slavery. Obviously, the Anglos wanted to, you know, expand and, you know, like I just said, grow their businesses. And the Mexicans saw slavery as uh, immoral, wrong. Even though I'm pretty sure that if you go into Mexican history, I'm, I think they might have had slaves throughout their history. I mean, hey, what country didn't have slaves, to be honest? Well, my fault. What successful country today didn't have slaves in their history you know what i mean but anyway i digress but i learned about that and i was it was kind of hard for me um as i was you know having this history lesson because on one hand i'm just like well i mean i'm an american and i'm texan so i mean i can make the case that things worked out for the best but then again these guys wanted to do like bring in slavery and the Mexicans weren't having that. So I was kind of torn because I was somewhat on the Mexican side of things. Huh. Well, have t things changed. Things have most certainly changed. There's a lot of uh, talks going on around the world with, you know, borders securing them. Disputes conflict blood's even being shed i don't want to talk about russia and ukraine at this time um hopefully never will on this podcast but you know who knows where things will go but i think it's a little bit uh actually a lot of bit insane that we care so much about what's going on with the russian and ukrainian border and we seem to not give a fuck about what's going on with the Texas border. Now, 
I have been one of those people who didn't really give much of a fuck because, well, you know, I'm pretty far away from the border. And I mean, sure, you can, I mean, if you wanted to use Donald Trump's xenophobic rhetoric of, you know, they're all, you know, criminals, drug dealers, rapists, etc., um, then sure, I could understand why you would have your fears of illegal immigrants. But I also see the benefits that we get from illegal immigrants. Um, before I continue with this podcast, I, I think I need to do a brief disclaimer. Some things that I may say in the next however long this podcast is may come across as xenophobic racist, coming from a place of bigotry. And you know what? I'm not even going to make a case around it. They, they most likely probably are. They most likely, they're, they're not even probably. It's, it's probably, oh, I keep saying probably, but I'm sure there's some deep-rooted, deep, 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 deep-rooted racism, I guess. But it's more so against the undocumented and illegals. Um, and just to make sure that this is out there and, you know, understood. Well, it won't be. It doesn't need to be understood. But I did my part in saying it. How you interpret it, well, that's on you. But I have no beef with anybody of a different race, gender, ethnicity, off of the sheer fact that they're a different race, gender, ethnicity. It's more so because of the behaviors of said individuals. If anybody, Hispanic, Mexican, I don't know what the politically correct term is, um, is offended by anything that I may say in the duration of this podcast, I just want to preface preface this by saying... I don't feel any way about you or your family that's in this country. I may say some things. I may say some things about your undocumented aunts, uncles, and cousins. Hopefully, when this is all said and done, you'll understand where I'm coming from. But if you don't, well, I mean, again, your interpretation is your interpretation. I'm only responsible for my words. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stand on that. I'm going to stand on that. So. <clears throat> we're doing some renovating. We're doing some renovating. We're getting, uh, we're getting uh, some new coats of paint on the walls. And, um, I mean, I guess we found some, a group of people that were eager to take the job, you could say. And, um, I haven't had the best of experiences with them thus far. Let's just go ahead and get into it. So, they come over. And it's going to be a multiple day job. They're actually not even done yet. The house is kind of in ruins right now. But 
Step one, whenever you're doing a paint job in a house, I guess, is you uh, want to lay down the papers, make sure you don't mess up the floors, the tiles, the carpet, any things of that nature. And then you also want to put plastic or, I don't know, the clear paper wrap over, you know, the belongings, appliances, things of that nature. So we had a guy come through, and uh, of course, his name is Jesus. We had a guy come along. And he started the uh, initial process of, you know, putting down the papers and uh, the plastic wrap, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And uh, everything was going good, you know. I mean, he was doing his thing and, you know, I you know did my level best to, you know, stay out the way and make sure he had all the space that he needed to do what it is that he needed to do. Well, I got thirsty. So I decided to go get some water. I go to the kitchen, get some ice, fill up my water. He just so happens to be in the kitchen at this time. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? And uh, he, you know, he says, hey. He sees me. He notices my height. Obviously notices my ethnicity. And uh, he asked me, oh, you play basketball? Now, let's just pause right there for a second. I know that that wasn't a malicious comment. I know he didn't mean anything behind it. If anything, he was stereotyping me. Can't be mad at that. We all stereotype. But let's let's acknowledge something here. Had that have been a white person, an Asian person, an Indian person, any other person, Actually, I shouldn't even say all of that right now. Had a white person have said the exact same thing he said, well, you would definitely feel some undertones of racism. It's like if I see someone Hispanic, I shouldn't just assume that, you know, they love soccer, Corona, the Spurs, Selena, they're Catholic. I shouldn't assume these things. I shouldn't assume that an Indian person is good at math or an Asian person is good at math or my fault, an Indian person owns a fucking 7-Eleven or any other gas station or an Asian person owns a beauty salon or a beauty supply, better yet. That would be racist. Or maybe not racist. But that's just me stereotyping them. And I think stereotyping is racism, but yeah, I digress. I digress. So he asked me, you play basketball? Nah, I actually uh, play football. He's like, oh, okay. You look like you play basketball. Well, thank you for doubling down on your stereotyping. I somewhat respect it. Have a nice day, Jose. I'm sorry, Jesus. That was a mild strike. We'll call it a foul ball. But if any, but let's just be fair he's giving he's getting a handicap right now because a white person would have said that it would have been racist you know just like back in the day like oh i bet you love empire you know what i mean anywho some more time goes by i'm hungry i decide to get something to eat i go to taco cabana come back from taco cabana he sees me he's like oh (laughs) got you some chicken huh and i'm like Hmm. 
well, that was definitely racist. I look at him and I was like, uh, no, Taco Cabana. Yeah, no, this is, this is, no, 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 no chicken here. No chicken here, sir. He's like, oh, well, I mean, I just, I, I figured that you would have got chicken. I was like, oh, okay. How much are we paying you again? How long are you going to be here? Okay. All right. Cool. He takes multiple phone calls throughout the day. Oh, that was strike two. That was strike two for me. That was a hard strike. Or if I'm going to give him credit for a foul ball, then you could say that that was his first strike. Fine. Sure. Whatever. Now, this is me stereotyping, being prejudiced, you could say, a bigotry, if you will. But I was starting to get a lot of mm, not legal vibes. Um, yeah, let's just, yeah, I was just, I, I, I just, something just felt kind of off, but then again, um, it seems to be that we're getting a pretty, a uh, pretty good price. And I have to assume, um, if, you know, a business owner, I'd have to assume that, I mean, if you want to make the highest profit, then you need to, you know, pay the least amount as possible for wages. And I mean, what better person to pay the lowest type of wages than somebody who may or may not be a documented citizen of these great United States of America. And yes, I guess it's equal stereotyping right now because I wouldn't ever think to have that type of thought if he had been white or Indian or black. Um, if we were black, I probably wouldn't have left him here alone. Let's just be honest. Um, hey, look, hey, everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. Bang, bang. Anywho, he... um. He's, he's continuing his process, putting everything down where it needs to be. Cool, cool, cool. Yada, yada. And uh, he, for whatever reason, I'm still actually not really sure why this needed to be done, um, but he had to take off the um, the uh, covering for the outlets. Okay, cool, fine, whatever. And some of the outlets um, he had to unplug. All right, cool, yeah, whatever, I understand. No. I'm using my Xbox. I use my Xbox 90% of the time for YouTube. I really don't play any games. In fact, I only own one actually, I guess, current game. I mean, I have older games because they're useless to sell. But in my opinion, I own one game and it's Madden. And I got it like two months ago. I'm just not that much of a gamer anymore. Well, I paused it because he came upstairs to, you know, do his thing. So I was like, all right, well, you know, let me, you know, whatever. And I was doing some other things at the time. So one issue just kept on going about my day. And uh, I come back and I noticed that the Xbox was now off. And I was like, oh, well, okay, whatever. Don't think anything of it. A couple of hours later, I go back to get on my YouTube machine or some would say an Xbox. And I press the power button. I sit down, grab the controller, and I notice that the Xbox didn't turn on. I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. So I get back up, press the button, sit back down. Again, I notice the Xbox doesn't turn on. I was like, huh, that's weird. So I unplug everything, plug it back up, and I see that it doesn't come on. So I'm starting to think. I'm like, what could be going on here? The last thing that I remember when I was using the Xbox, like I just previously mentioned, is I had it paused because I was watching some videos on YouTube. And um, 
I do know that he was unplugging things from the wall, then plugging them back, you know, just, I guess, so he could do his process. So the only thing that comes to my mind is he unplugged my Xbox while it was on. Now, on the surface, you would think that that shouldn't cause any issues to the Xbox. It's not the ideal way for an Xbox Xbox to be turned off. But, same time, power outages happen from time to time. Blackouts happen. I guess you could say they're the same thing, synonymous, whatever. And it doesn't really cause much issues to the Xbox. Or the YouTube machine, as I like to call it. But this time was different for some reason. It just would not come on after all the troubleshooting that I did. So at this moment, I'm beginning to get a little upset. Because I'm starting to realize I have the Xbox One. I've had my Xbox One for, what, five, six years now? I mean, hell, the new series, their new console has been out for like two, three years at this point now. Like, I'm very much behind. But like I said, I don't really play games like that anymore, so it's not really that important to me. But YouTube is very important. Guys? I don't know what Carlos did to my Xbox, but I do know that it was working perfectly fine before he touched it. And now that he's did whatever he did with it, it will no longer turn on. And that was enough to radicalize me. We need to secure our fucking borders. This shit isn't a fucking game. It was, you know, I was already upset a couple of weeks ago when I had the whole ordeal with my food. Like, hey, like, fine, I don't have an issue with you being here. I don't actually have an issue with you having jobs. I don't have an issue with any of that. But when you're negligence and complete disregard for the English language becomes an issue for me, well, that's when I have to become racist. Guys, I'm going to go to GameStop tomorrow. I think it's just the power supply that's the issue. If so, I need to replace the power supply. I'm taking I'm taking a small bit of accountability because I like to believe that this would not have happened had I just turned the Xbox off. But had Francisco have asked me, like he did multiple times throughout the day, if it was okay to unplug this so he could do whatever the fuck it was he needed to do, had he have done that, with the one thing that I was actually using, the one thing that was actually in use, hell, the one thing I actually give a fuck about, had he have asked me, I would have said, sure, absolutely. Let me turn it off first. After it has been turned off, if he unplugs it, and hours later when I come back to it, and it doesn't come on, I can't blame him at all. But because Enrique 
decided to do his own fucking thing and completely have no fucking regard. <sighs> Guys, we got to secure our borders. We have got to secure our fucking borders. I just... Mm. So like I was saying, I'm going to go to GameStop tomorrow. I'm going to take my Xbox up there. I'm going to have them test out another power supply. If it works, cool. I'll have to buy another power supply cord, a new one. Um, it'll probably run me between 20 and $30. Upset about it, but okay, that's fine. But if I go there tomorrow and they get a brand new power supply cord and they plug it into my Xbox and for any reason this Xbox does not turn on, well, Miguel, I hope you fuck your wife tonight and I hope you tell your kids goodbye because you will never see them again. I am calling immigration on your ass tomorrow morning if my Xbox does not turn on. Maybe I should wait until the paint job is done. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe that's what I'll do. But I swear to God, Mary, if you're listening to this, I know that's important in y'all's culture. I swear to Mary, Mother Mary, and God, Jesus, Joseph, and all the disciples. If you have fucked up my Xbox, you will never see your family again. And I will have no shame about it. Oh, well, Michael, that's fucked up. You're goddamn right it is. You're goddamn right it is. It's the principle. It's the principle. God bless America and no place else. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Salvador, I'm sorry. I wish I wish it didn't have to be this way. I know I'm I really I really do. I really do. But you you really overstepped your fucking boundaries. I, I let it slide a couple of times. Oh, you play basketball? I was about to say a racial. I was about to. I was about to say a racial slur. I was about to say a racial slur. Again, guys, I don't have any issues with any Mexican, Hispanic, whatever your proper, whatever the proper word is. But I mean, just how would you feel if I'm in your country? I don't speak your language and I fuck with some of your belongings so much so to where it needs to be replaced. How would you feel? Eduardo, are you going to reimburse me? Do you have... The $350? I would actually, I hope it doesn't cost that much anymore. Regardless, when I turned on my Xbox that morning, I did not expect that that was going to be the last time I turned on my Xbox. Yeah, you could say this is childish. You could say it's trivial that I'm willing to have a man deported and removed from his family. Because my Xbox will no longer turn on. The Xbox that I barely use for games. But the Xbox that I just use mainly for YouTube. Something that I could use a computer for. 
Hell, I'm using a computer to record this fucking podcast right now. <sighs> well, Jaime, I'm sorry I had to be this way. I'm sorry I had to be this way. For your sake, for your sake, I hope. I hope that my Xbox turns on tomorrow. It's just it's 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 fucked up, and it's and it's funny because I have a friend that's been really, really, really focusing on the whole border situation, what's going on, and everything. And I mean, they're Hispanic, like they're they are they are a person of color themselves, if you will. And uh, they hate they hate illegal immigrants. They fucking hate them, mostly because it makes things more difficult for him and his family, uh, because they're you know documented legal yada 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 and i can understand where he's coming from just like you know how you know we'll have the fucking we'll have niggas like ynw melly and fulio just name any artist from florida and people that aren't aware of black culture and black people they see them and they think oh well that's black people well no that's not black people it's not black people at all but I understand why you get that stereotype. I understand why you see that because that's that's what you see. That's what's in your world. I remember when I was younger, every morning on the news, every morning, every night on the nine o'clock news, no matter what channel it was, some black guy or some Hispanic guy or some man of color, some minority has committed some crime. And every mugshot or not mugshot, but every uh, sketch that they did, uh, I don't. When I was younger, when I was younger, for whatever reason, whenever they showed sketches of guys, I was so fucking afraid of that. Like, I was more afraid of the sketch than, like, the actual person. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. Just, I don't, I don't know. I can't explain it. But when I was younger, I would be scared as fuck when I'd see that. But there was always a person of color. The suspect was always a person of color. So I understand why white people have the thoughts that they do. And black people, they get upset as well. Because you're you're making us all look bad. Hell, I'm sure some black people are going to listen to this podcast and be like, yeah, Michael, you're making us look bad. You sound crazy right now. I'm sorry. That's how I feel. But my friend, (laughs) my friend, he feels the same way about illegal immigrants for a multitude of reasons. In fact, uh, he had a pretty uh, shitty, (laughs) if you will, experience with an illegal immigrant. And uh, he had to handle that. He had to handle that. Legally, legally, he didn't do anything crazy. <sighs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just really upset. I'm really fucking upset, dog. Again, I, I I want to take accountability for this. I could and should have turned it off. But who the fuck are you to come into somebody's home and just unplug shit? Like that's more like that. That's worse than touching somebody's radio in their car. What makes you think you can come into somebody's home and just unstart, just fucking unplug shit all willy nilly? Like, if you're listening to this podcast, next time you go to somebody's house, just unplug something just because to see what happens. See what happens. It's fucking crazy. I don't know what the customs are. I don't know what it is in the culture. Maybe that's something that you do in Mexico, but that shit is fucked up, Gabriel. I got the number for ICE. I got the number for ICE. So.
I wish you the best of luck, Jorge. I wish you the best of luck. Anywho, that explains why I've been, uh, I guess you could say, racist and very, very, very patriotic on IG. Another interesting thing, though, God, and there's so much more I could go into that. There's so much fucking more I could say about that shit. Hey, look, again, again, it may seem like nothing to you. That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. The thing is, you don't get to decide how somebody reacts to your fuck shit. All you can do is do what you do. And, well, yeah, whatever happens, happens. I wish you all the best. I wish you all the fucking best, Jaime. Anyway, another thing I saw on Instagram. Um, there was uh, some other things I was going to talk about. I'm going to save that for another another day, another pod. Something that I saw on Instagram is um, I understand. I understand why um, black women in particular are so triggered by black men having podcasts and having a voice um, for a multitude of reasons. But the main one is they can't just write off one man's negative thoughts and opinions of women because they're starting to hear multiple men saying similar things. But one thing that I saw that I actually have to, I guess, disagree with is there was a guy, I don't know what the podcast was, but it was three black guys and um, he was talking about how high-earning women, um, a man doesn't want a high-earning woman. I, I'm, I'm, you know, maybe I'll add that. Maybe I'll add that snippet if I can figure out how to do that. Literally, she says, "I got a good job. I make very, very good money." And she says, "The only thing I need now is a man." <laughs> like yo <laughs> like who wants you who wants you, you you're right. right like once you have achieved these things you have unfortunately disqualified yourself Ooh, and, and, shit. and what it is is these because and this is the thing i'm not blaming the, the women. women are gonna hate him for that shit like, <laughs> you know, they are gonna hate him for that shit i can't wait to put this shit out yeah so he worded that all types of wrong it's not that Men don't want women that make a lot of money. Men really don't give a fuck about a woman's money. The problem is it doesn't go the other way. But that's not really a problem. Men just accept that to be what it is. The more money that a man makes, the more opportunities he has. And I'm talking about in relationships. It goes both ways if we're just talking about just societal or just opportunities in life. But as far as finding a partner, finding a mate, finding somebody that you want to quote unquote build with, men and women are looking for two different things. The more money a woman makes, those opportunities close because women like to have a man that's either an equal financially or superior. Well, 
Why is that different? A man has no problem being a multimillionaire and making the manager at CBS his wife. But a woman that's a multimillionaire won't even acknowledge that the man that's the manager at the CBS is a human being. You see how that's different? Okay, let me break it down. And this is actually all because of feminism. F- feminism has really fucked over women, but yeah. Women don't really know what they want. They just know what they think they should want. But the thing is, once they get what they want, they realize that that's not what they wanted at all. Anyway, I'm going to make things simple. I made a chart for myself to follow along. If you want, I'll show the chart. It's really not much. But let's say we have 20 people, 10 men, 10 women. Now, back in the day, women were disenfranchised and, you know, relegated to the roles of staying in the house and making sure that they were tending to the household. And the man had the burden that God gave him. If we want to get biblical, it's literally in Genesis. God said, Adam, you're going to work until the end of days. Like, this is your role now. And Adam's first and biggest sin was he listened to his wife. That's also biblical. You can't get out of the first book of Je- in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. Turn the page. Adam listened to his wife. Everybody was fucked. That sums up Genesis. Okay, the first half of Genesis. Anyway, we got twenty people: ten men, ten women. Back in the day, all the men were working. Women were being in the household. Now, because of feminism and you know women having more opportunities that they did back in the day, um, now. Those jobs are now being split between men and women. So, again, 20 people, 10 men, 10 women. Let's just say, for the sake of discussion, we have 10 jobs that pay six figures. The other 10 jobs pay $35,000 a year. That, that, like, just for the sake of this discussion, this is it. We have 10 six-figure jobs, 10 $35,000 jobs. No in-between. Just We have to make things simple so we can have this conversation. So cool. Do we understand that by doing the in this is I know it's not like that. Oh, you can make 55. Oh, you can make 60. Oh, you can make 80. Oh, you can make 90. I broke it down as simple as I could so that we can have this conversation. Okay. So back in the day, those 10 men would have the 10 high paying jobs. The 10 men would have the 10 high-paying jobs. The women, if they were working, which we know back then they weren't, but let's just say they were all working. Everybody's working, all 20 people. The 10 men had the six-figure jobs. The 10 women had the $35,000 jobs, okay? Now, because things have, we'll say, gotten better, let's say now we still have those same 10 jobs. 10 six-figure jobs are available. Now we have five men in these positions and five women in these positions. So we have five men that are making six figures, five women that are making six figures. What has that done to families? And again, this is generally speaking, I will acknowledge that I'm sure there are, actually I know of a couple of one-off snowflakes that are fine with, you know, the not traditional thing, but speaking generally, speaking to the masses, not speaking to the few. Now that we have five women in these high earning positions, that means five men are no longer in these five in these uh, high earning positions. And I'm not going to say, oh, they took their jobs, even though I guess it kind of makes sense with how I started this podcast. 
Oh, God, Fernando. If my Xbox doesn't turn on, I swear to God, you will never see your family again. Anyway, so now we got five men making six figures, five women making six figures, five men making 35,000, five women making 35,000. Well, those five men that are making $100,000, what is their dating pool? All 10 women. The five men that are making $35,000, what is their dating pool? No one. The five women that are making six figures, what is their dating pool? Of the five men, my fault, their dating pool would be the five men because women want either an equal or a superior financially, an equal or a superior, generally speaking. Again, oh, well, what if it's true love? I don't care how much he makes. I just want him to be happy. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up. You, uh, you can run that shit on a dumbass nigga that doesn't understand the way that fucking the world works, the way that y'all work. Y'all can go run that shit. And then after five years of you, you know, maintaining the family and the financial burden and everything, and you realize that that's not something that you want to do. Like, fuck, I look like taking care of a nigga. Shit. I can do this shit by myself. I don't need this, man. Da, 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 da. Like, like, we, bitch, bitch. <laughs> It don't it like it. It's dangerous. It is dangerous for men to believe in true love. It's dangerous. Now, it's dangerous to believe in true love as a man. But when men do love, they love for real. Women love for the moment. Now, the moment can last for a long time, but it's always going to be a moment. Men love for real. I mean, and you can just there's plenty of examples of this. Uh, the most obvious example that's happening right now is Kanye. Kim is never going to find a nigga to match Kanye. Never. Ever, ever, ever. She's always going to find a nigga that's going to want to fuck. Repeatedly. Like, like Pete Davidson, like, I mean, he cool. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll keep fucking, I'll keep fucking Kim. Absolutely. Pete Davidson is never going to marry Kim Kardashian. I'm saying, I'm calling it right now. Pete Davidson is never going to marry Kim Kardashian. If he were to even so much as propose to Kim Kardashian, Kanye might murder him. But that's not why I say that. But anyway. Meanwhile, Kanye has found three different versions of Kim already. And still loves Kim the same way he did all those years ago. Anyway, sorry. Getting off track. So the five women that are making six figures have a dating pool of five men. But of those five men that are making six figures, we've already established their dating pool is all 10 of the women. And the women that are making $35,000 a year, well, we've already established, they're not about to fuck with the nigga that's making 35000 because they want a nigga that's a superior. Well, okay, we did say equal or superior, but women want a lifestyle nine times out of 10. And I will say this, I actually have to say I actually disagree. Well, I won't disagree, but... I guess there's a flaw with Kevin Samuels because he always asks the questions about the lifestyle that the women want to live. And of course, everybody wants wants to live that ideal lifestyle. I think he should start asking them, would you accept yada, yada, yada? Like instead of saying, do you want to have to work when you're pregnant? Would you accept having to work eight, nine months at being pregnant? Um, that may or may not change the answers. I don't know. But maybe that starts to put that into their head more so than the fantasy that they're living in at this time. But anyway, in the old school format, 
when the men were, you know, the higher earners by and large, and the women were in the lower roles. And again, I'm not personally saying that women shouldn't be able to make money. But when women do make money, they have a lot of characteristics that men are that men at their level and higher aren't attracted to. Like if we're both go getters, who's going to take care of our kids? And I, oh, well, you can hire a, na- a, a, a nanny. You can get a maid. You can have a chef, yada, yada, yada. No. <laughs> like, no. Like, yeah, you can do that. But that generation of children that you quote unquote raised, which you really didn't raise, you sponsored. You didn't raise those kids. If you have all of these things set in place, you you sponsored those kids. Um, and that has its own issues in its own right. I don't, it, me personally, I don't think it has to be man or woman, but somebody has to be taking priority of the house and somebody needs to be taking priority of the finances. Now, I just understand that if it's not if it's the woman that's in that position, it's very unlikely that that family's gonna gonna last. And I'm actually not speaking of well, I'm not speaking of personal experience, but at the same time, I'm not sure how things were at the end. But anyway, in the old days, since all the men were the higher earners, more desirable, I guess, if you will, there was ten men for ten women, perfect match. Out of that, we get ten families, ten families out of that. With the new age of feminism and, you know, the progression and now women are making more money. And in the scenario that I created, we have five men in the high in the six figure job, five women in the six figure job. Well, now. That leaves 10 women wanting five men. So let's just say that they're able to pair up. That's going to leave five women without a man unless they settle. But. Most women are not gonna be with the nigga, and again, I'm using extremes. Most women are not gonna settle down with their peer or my peer, yeah, peer or whatever of the man that's making thirty five thousand dollars, as they shouldn't, as they shouldn't, like absolutely, as they shouldn't. But now we've gone from ten potential families to five potential families. And 10 single people or 10 unmarried people. Now, they're probably going to all still have kids, but we already know what having kids in a single family household looks like. It's not ideal. And unfortunately, this is, seems to be amplified in the black community. It's funny. It's funny because. How do you fix it? Or not how do you fix it, but a way to fix it is if women, because women want to be like men and do everything that men do, except for, you know, some very important things. But this is what I'm going to stick to for this moment. What if women decided to be like men in the aspect of being with people that are of a lower status than them? Now, I'm not advocating for that because if women were fine with being with men of a lower status with them, that would actually be detrimental to society. Like, let's just be honest with you. Like, if a nigga could work fries at McDonald's and be married to a 10 that's making a million dollars a year, a million, I'm sorry, but married to a 10 that's making six figures and she wants nobody but him, 
why the fuck would anybody, why would the fuck would any man go to college? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm no, obviously people don't want to go to college and better themselves and be successful or my fault. Men don't want to do these things just for women, but it is a nice bonus. And it, it, it would, it would be a nice bonus. I mean, just if you knew that you could get the bad, like if, if a nigga, like nigga, if I knew I could be with Jesse Wong and not have graduated high school, do you think I would have? The fuck? And if I had Jesse Wong without a high school diploma, why would I improve? Just like the same case that I make with um, larger women. If they're still going to get male attention, validation, and dick, why would I lose weight? So I understand why women biologically are looking for the man. And this is, again, this is biological because this is the way it's been throughout all of mankind. Women want to be with a man that provides them that. They, men, women want to be with the best man. Men want to be with the most women. That's just the way it is. That's the way it's always been. <sighs> I'm sorry, y'all. I, I, I'm just thinking about my Xbox this entire time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I I actually had points. I wrote down things. I was ready to like really, really get into this, but I'm just fucking upset about my fucking Xbox right now. So moral of the story is um, women, if you want to be like men, be like men and get with average dudes, get with average dudes. The thing is that, like I said, that would be terrible for society. But <laughs> honestly, if women want to have the full takeover and women rule the world and yada, 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 the way you do that, get with the, as you would say, Ain't shit niggas, or, or my fault. The ancient niggas are the niggas that are like I get. I th- if I'm understanding correctly, the niggas that women label as ain't shit niggas are like the like felons and like in and out of jail drug dealers, or uh, I don't want to say something else because somebody might be upset. But uh, I, I think I think by and large that's what women say are the ain't shit niggas. Get with the um, get with the average niggas. Get with the average niggas. Ladies, if you get with the average nigga, I guarantee you within 40 years, there will be more women in Congress than we would have ever imagined. And men would just be fucking, hey, men, I swear to like women, y'all really got the keys. Y'all got the keys. Who runs the world? Girls, who runs the world? Hey, look, you want to change the world? You need to start settling down with average niggas. Because once the baddies are fucking with average niggas, the cream of the crop nigga gonna be like that. Hey, look, look, look. And just like look, Chance the Rapper, for example. I'm I'm trying to end. I'm trying to end. Chance the Rapper. Ever since he got married, nigga ain't gave a fuck about no album. He don't give a fuck about no music. I don't even know if that nigga's the, like, he ain't even, he, he's just Chance now. Like, the fuck? The nigga don't be doing nothing with music. And if he does, his ass. Nobody can, but it, nobody cares. He's happy. Now, that's because he's happily in love. You know what I mean? Uh, just like uh, damn, who was that one girl? Who was that one girl? Who was that one girl? Fuck, there was somebody else. I don't want to use Rihanna because I just personally don't like Rihanna. But hell, Rihanna's not making any music anytime soon. But she, eh, Rihanna might actually be a good example. She might actually be a good example. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, ladies, if y'all want to take over, y'all got to stop wanting y'all's equal. Settle, <laughs> settle, settle, ladies. If you want to take over the world, settle. <laughs> a lot, a lot. <laughs> That's a conversation we need to have one of these days. How much of men's ambition is linked to pussy? 
I'm intrigued. Oh, well. Okay. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I got to get ready. I got a long day ahead of me. Long, long, long day ahead of me because Luis is going back to El Salvador. (laughs) Anyway, I got a question for y'all, and uh, I'll go ahead and end with this. How long after a traumatic experience is it okay to joke about it? I don't know. We'll discuss that next time. Appreciate y'all for listening.